So Trump was able to push through those three supremely stupid court judges, giving uber conservatives the opportunity to roll back abortion and contraceptive rights, expand gun rights, combine church and state, change voting laws, impact all kinds of civil liberties negatively, and all sorts of important rights that were already in place. Hi, welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Nice to have you today. Yeah. You know, Cindy, I'm not just worried about the supremely stupid court. It's much bigger than that. It certainly is, Julie. Here's what we're concerned about today. An extreme right justice block with power for years to come. Yes. Here's how it works. Trump, McConnell, and other Senate Republicans had and continue to have an aggressive agenda to load the courts, especially appeals courts, with judges committed to the right-wing agenda rather than the rule of law, which they're supposed to be. Mm, Well, they've succeeded to an extent. We're not happy about it, especially since federal judges have lifetime tenure. They could sit on the bench for generations. And these judges are not impartial, like they're supposed to be. They are put in place specifically because they believe in an extreme, I'd say, cult-like agenda. The specifics are pretty daunting. Trump successfully appointed 226 judges to federal courts throughout the three main levels of our country's judicial system. He appointed more than 25% of the 94 district trial courts, 30% of the 13 circuit courts, which have final say on most legal appeals, and one third, as we well know, of the currently supremely stupid court. In several cases, many, they succeeded in flipping specific courts from a majority of Democratic appointees to a majority of Republicans, and They used some dirty politics to pull off some of it. Of course they did. That's what they do. The way the federal courts are right now, about 38% of active judges were appointed by Obama over eight years in office. Right. So prior presidents have diminishing numbers of appointees still on the courts because they appoint them and then years go by and they're replaced. So 20% currently were appointed by George W. Bush, 11% by Clinton and 2% each by George H.W. Bush and Reagan. And then there's one active federal judge in Puerto Rico who was appointed by Carter. This leaves a whopping 27% of Trump's partisan appointees that only took him four years to load up, and many of them are very young. At least Obama was twice elected by a majority of the voters when he was filling legitimate spots with legitimate candidates. Trump does not have the majority behind him, but he's loaded the courts with his people. Trump really had only one legitimate Supreme Court seat to fill, the one that went to Kavanaugh, who was never fully reviewed, even though there was evidence of him previously lying to the Senate under oath. That was not handled well. He was also credibly accused of sexual assault. 
as was at least one other conservative Supreme Court judge. We all know who it is. I'll just remind you, Clarence <laughs> Thomas. Clarence bleeping Thomas. <laughs> the one who spearheaded Dobbs and wants to end gay marriage and is married to an insurrectionist. You know who I'm talking about. That Clarence Thomas. Yeah. So Trump filled a seat stolen from Obama with Neil Gorsuch based on the rationale they used to not allow Obama to fill that seat, which was because it became vacant in the last year of his last term, which was never an issue before that. Never. He was still president. There's no reason why that's not legitimate. And then the next seat was filled with Christian cult member Barrett. And that seat was rightfully Biden's to fill if you use the same argument that they used for Obama. Even more so, no justice was ever confirmed that close to a presidential election, which was only a matter of days after her confirmation. Right. And she's now the fifth Republican appointee confirmed by senators elected with millions fewer votes than the ones who opposed them. Yep. And these three Supreme Court justices Trump appointed, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, were all 55 or younger when they were appointed, which, according to the Pew Research Center, means they could serve an average of almost 20 years, as others appointed around that age have done. It's so unjust. Some of Trump's appointees could be on the bench in 2050 and beyond if Amy Coney Barrett serves to the same age that Ruth Bader Ginsburg did. She'll be sitting on that bench till 2059. I can't even think about it. Mm -mm. That's hard. To counteract some of this influence, Biden also came in with a somewhat aggressive agenda to try to balance things a bit and did in fact submit more nominees than all of his predecessors in the past 40 years. Right. He nominated judges early and often, starting with courts that had no opposite party senators, which usually makes for a smoother confirmation process. Right, Julie. Just to explain, at any given time, there are many vacancies on courts throughout the nation, but it isn't always possible to have them filled. For example, nominations being blocked create longer vacancies or sometimes not filled until the next president comes on board. The most famous vacancy Obama left was the one that should have gone to his third Supreme Court pick, Merrick Garland, but was aggressively blocked as being too close to a new election, as we just mentioned. Yeah, that seat was held open for almost a year by making up a rule against confirmations in an election year. Although, as we said, four years later, Republicans fast-tracked their conservative appointment after early voting was well underway already. Exactly. Biden's appointments received Democratic support and Republican opposition, but at least they were still confirmed. Of course, a lot of the opposition to Biden nominees was payback for opposition to Trump's. It has just become such a sick partisan game. No wonder so many of us have lost our faith in the courts. A lot of norms and rules were broken to load Trump's nominees into the court system. The majority leader at that time, Mitch McConnell, had the Senate confirmed 14 judges even after Trump lost the race in 2020. It's just so unethical and unjust the way that Obama was treated and then Trump loses and they still are confirming judges. It's just wrong. Seriously. And a little earlier that same year, Lindsey Graham led the charge to get federal judges in their 60s and older to retire so Republicans could fill seats quickly in case they lost the election that year, which they did. 
Thank goodness. Even if they don't admit that they lost it. Hmm. In addition to the obvious blocks, they've used tactics like extreme gerrymandering and a lot of dark money, as we've talked about previously, to ignore or go against the will of the majority. Seating judges is, in general, way more contentious now than it used to be. Yeah. H.W. Bush and Reagan had almost all their lower court appointees unanimously approved. It was just what you did. Over 90% of Clinton and Bush district judges were confirmed without opposition. Because people on both sides of the aisle used to believe that, you know, whoever the president picked, if they were qualified, they should be confirmed. That judges are not partisan. Right. Well, those days are over. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it really started to hugely decline. It declined like 30% when Obama was president and then went down even more with Trump. Yeah. So Trump was able to push through those three supremely stupid court judges, giving uber conservatives the opportunity to roll back abortion and contraceptive rights, expand gun rights, combine church and state, change voting laws, impact all kinds of civil liberties negatively, and all sorts of important rights that were already in place. All of his choices for judges were proven conservative and several were radical wing nuts. Wing nuts. I can't even understand what conservative means anymore because so many of them are wing nuts. Members of white nationalist groups or extreme Christian groups that look like cults, you name it. I think they are cults. Yeah. And Republicans are already talking about plans to block future Biden nominees once they take back the majority, possibly as soon as this year. No. Given all of this, we need to at least consider expanding the court to protect majority rule and prevent the ongoing threat to anything that is democracy. I've heard arguments for and against this, of course, though. There are pros and cons. The US Constitution doesn't set a number for justices on the Supreme Court. And while it's been nine for a while, it hasn't always been nine. Yeah, the court's hard right majority doesn't have popular support. Their decisions to allow concealed carry weapons, forced pregnancies, extreme gerrymandering, that is not the majority opinion, even in red states. This is a strategic hostile takeover by radical conservatives who know their unpopular policies can't be won legitimately, but can be inflicted if they can just control the courts. That was the plan, and it seems to be happening. While Democrats are still at the moment anyway in control right now, it would be a key time to prioritize court expansion and reform. Some people see this as packing the courts, that packing is a negative thing, but the truth is it's Republicans who have packed the courts with crazy conservative wingnut partisan extremist judges. And there needs to be some balance or they're going to continue to be increasingly out of control. And if there are, you know, the pros and cons to court expansion, there's other reforms. There's some very thoughtful approaches out there for ways to add justices that would be fair and balanced. That's true. Like instituting term limits or limiting the number of appointees a president can have, no matter how long the president, to two. Or even broadening the pool of potential justices and randomly drawing nine for each case. Yes. Organizations like demandjustice.org or AmericanProgress.org and the American Civil Liberties Union 
offer these and other thoughtful ways to stop the radical takeover of the courts. I just hope it isn't too late. Please remember to vote. Vote, stay educated, and thanks for listening. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care.